I don't think it's very common. And your condition is really rare, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's something called uh, vocal dystonia. So you'll probably hear it in my voice, like throughout this, uh, um, you know, this interview that we're doing. So basically my vocal cords are like tight, like a drum. They're just super tight and it's hard to like get the air out sometimes certain vowel sounds and numbers are more difficult to get out so i i have injections and this is just crazy so i get injected literally into my vocal cords with a needle like i don't know six inches it seems it just thing it just seems huge and they go in by sound so i've got these things that are hooked up to just above my chest mm -hmm. and the needle goes in and the doctor knows that it's in my vocal cord by the sound that it makes so once it's in there injects it and then it comes out and then they do the other side so I do it about every three to four months which you know helps and allows me to you know get some of those, you know, words and vowel sounds out a little easier and stuff. But it's, it's crazy, because I always take I've taken my husband, I've taken my mom, I've taken my best friend, my sister in law, I'm like, you guys need to see what I go through. <laughs> so it's been I've been doing it for oh gosh, like, I don't know, close to 20 plus years, I'm getting these wow. injections. So yeah, it's crazy. Science is is crazy and wonderful at the same time. This is Jyoti from Roller Page, and we have actually started unconventional podcast this time. Uh, so instead of introducing uh, ahead of time, we have been talking more, and now we are here on this platform um, talking to Tracy about who she is, what she does, and when did she start this journey. So Tracy, the stage is on you. Well, I mean, okay. So do you want me to tell you about my real estate career and how we morphed into all of this? Yes. Yes. I'm going to, now I'm going to date myself. You guys are going to add the numbers up. So no, I'm just joking. So I um, started, I'll start from kind of the beginning. So I started my real estate career back in the mid nineties, 1994 to be exact. So I'm going into my, I think it's the 28th year of being in business. And um, so yeah, starting out as a real estate agent in a sea of other agents, I, I just, I was the youngest, definitely youngest agent out there. I was female, I had so many things stacked up against me, because at that point, it was the average age of a real estate agent was like 55 and male. So you can imagine what I had to go through. Not only did I have to bust the barriers of my age, but I had to bust through the barriers of my gender because they're just, they're what it probably took about 10 years before I would see like younger agents coming into the workforce. And it was just like, when they were coming in, I was like, Oh, my people, my people, you know, this is fantastic. So I've definitely seen, I've seen it all. I've seen good markets and bad markets and multiple times I've seen people give away cars trying to sell their houses I've seen people give away cruises trying to sell a house I've seen people buy down the interest rate because back then it was a lot higher 
to try and sell their houses. So I've seen all kinds of different marketing tactics and marketing has always fascinated me. Like I love marketing and I think it kind of stems back to my youth. Like I love putting parties together. I, you know, and, you know, which included the invitations to the decor to the food and they all had to come together and it's the same thing with marketing and marketing your real estate business and we're like very unique as real estate agents because we are probably the only industry that knows as much as we know when it comes to marketing like you know we have to put ourselves out there we have to make sure that we are getting seen so there's a lot to it, but it's been something that's always fascinated me. So fast forward into Porchlight, which is a social media marketing platform for real estate agents. So basically, I just, you know, kind of kept my fascination going with marketing, took the knowledge that I've learned in the past 28 years and I've brought it to social media. And of course, when social media started, I was like, what's this? What's this thing called Facebook? Like, what's this? I was just, again, obsessed with it. I love it. Mm -hmm. It's a totally different way to market yourself as a real estate agent. There are so many benefits, but probably the biggest benefit is, um, for the majority of the time, it, it can be free. It can be free advertising. Whereas back in the day when I started, like we're taking out newspaper ads that were thousands of dollars, billboards, you know, bus benches, all of that stuff more um, along the lines of traditional marketing. And not that traditional marketing is bad, but it's expensive. So there's so much more that you can do on social media than, you know, than what we could, especially back when I started in the mid nineties. Well, you mentioned, um, I'm glad that you brought it up, the bus uh, bench and the bus marketing. And I, um, it, there are times where I can, when I contemplate, should I be going ahead for this or like doing the social media marketing, but you know what it's in, you are the best person to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> what are your yeah. views? <laughs> so the biggest thing that I could say between, again, like other than the cost factor is bus benches aren't scalable. You can't scale your business to the, to how you can scale it on social media. Mm -hmm. With social media, you can get way more targeted with the people that you're trying to reach the buyers and the sellers, as opposed to a billboard or the bus bench or the newspaper, because you're just kind of putting yourself out there to everybody. You're not differentiating yourself between the two, you know, um, with social media marketing, you can get so much more targeted and like, especially with Facebook ads and Instagram ads and stuff like that, you can pretty much dream up your ideal client and get in front of them, which makes your job to advertise yourself as a real estate agent so much easier. Because once you have clarity on who it is that you want to reach, 
it just, things just click and it becomes so much easier to do than just putting it out to the sea of sameness. You know, everybody is the same. Every fourth house has a real estate agent. So what makes you different than, you know, your colleague down the road? So using the tools with social media, you can do that so much easier than you could with, you know, traditional marketing, door knocking, uh, you know, farming different areas and stuff like that. It's, it's the same idea, just at a global scale, uh, so to speak. I mean, you don't want to, you're not obviously selling in uh, around the world, but you can get a lot more targeted and uh, a lot more in front of the ideal client that you're trying to search for. And, and so this brings me to the question, um, Tracy, your product is a really ready to use kind of uh, product, right? Yeah. So what motivated you? I know you like uh, marketing, yeah. you like social media, you explode yourself. Um, and I think for you, because like now you said 28 years in this industry, you know, ins and outs of it. Um, mm -hmm. But what motivated you to build this platform for people, for other realtors? Well, you know, it's funny. It's, it's a story that I haven't shared with too many people, but I'm going to share it with you today. And some of you, you know, that are in uh, our porch light community may have heard this before, but I will, I'll try and make the story short because it kind of goes back uh, a little ways, but honestly, it, it, my daughter, my daughter was the one that inspired me and I'll back it up a little bit. Uh, my husband and I struggled with fertility. We struggled, you know, with trying to have a family and stuff like that. And of course, I'm going to try and keep it together and not cry. But uh, so we actually, um, you know, it just didn't work for us. We tried like three rounds of IVF. We went through everything. We went like into you know, other countries to try and do, you know, trying to uh, start a family. And it just wasn't in the cards for us. So we turned to adoption. And we adopted a like, gorgeous, my daughter is like, just a beautiful human being, just like all moms out there think that of their ch ch children, um, little girl. So she's currently she's five and a half. So when we adopted her, I allowed myself to take a year off of work. I had never taken any time off of work since I was 15 years old. I started working when I was 15. And so I'm like, you know what, I'm going to take a year off because, you know, as real estate agents, we don't get maternity leave. We don't get benefits. We, you know, we don't get any of that. And I just thought, no, I'm going to take that time off. So during that time, I quickly realized what a gift our daughter is. And I just thought, I want to spend as much time with her as I can without, you know, like, so how can I do this? And I had been there, done that in my real estate career. I've been the number one realtor in my office. I've won awards the moment, the day they started handing them out. So I've kind of been there, done that. I was the youngest president ever on a real estate board. I sat on a real estate board for 10 years. So I was like, 
well, what else can I do? I'm like short of owning a real estate office, which I had no desire to do. I was like, what can I do? And I'm sitting at home with this like beautiful little being. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take my love. I'm, I'm a very creative person. Um, love creativity, building things and uh, my love for marketing and social media. I'm going to merge the two together because the other problem that I saw in this industry, especially early on, is real estate agents, again, like we're a very rare breed. We, we keep a lot of things close to us. And I was finding, like, I couldn't understand why. I'm like, there's enough business out there for everybody. So why not help people? Like, why not help them? I've entered tons of real estate agents within my own office and I have no problem doing it. I love doing it because I get super excited and super passionate about it. And I see the fire in their eyes and I just want to champion them. I'm like, you can do this. Like you can totally do this. So I wanted to kind of take that and kind of package it up all together. So that's essentially how Porchlight was born is that it just started with my daughter and it started with an idea that I had and the problems that I saw in the marketplace. So I'm like, let's make it happen. Let's create it. And I should also give credit a little bit to my father who is, um, is it well he was a developer he just passed away this past year so he is a spec home builder so people that are um or builders that build spec homes essentially they build the house they put the for sale sign up and you like it you buy it you don't you move on he doesn't do any custom work so i kind of took that same concept with porch light like i wanted it to become a place where people come to and there's like lots of things to look at and there's things that they can take and they can use. So I kind of wanted it to be already done for them. Just like my dad, when he builds a house, it's all done for you. And it's packaged up in this nice little bow. And here you go. So I kind of um, took that same idea with Porchlight and, you know, created the assets and, you know, put it into one nice pretty package. So it's a place for people to come to and get what they need and get the support that they need. So because I know social uh, social media marketing can be very overwhelming for people, it can be super time consuming. And I just wanted to like help people and make it easy for them because I know this industry and I know how crazy it can get. And you put uh, another element like social media on top of what we already do. And it's just like, oh my God, like, how am I going to do it all? So I wanted a place that people can come and get what they needed in a safe environment, in a supportive environment. And it's so fantastic to see the members like flourishing on social media. I feel like everybody's my little baby and I'm just watching them grow and it's amazing. And I, I must say, right now, when I'm looking at you, your background and everything is matching. And it's so like, aesthetically beautiful. <laughs> Just, you know, um, made me think about all your uh, posts that you create are 
you know, so beautiful like that. And I think since last three years, I have seen you um, adding more features to it, adding more functionality to it. And you are keeping yourself up to date with the industry, which is really amazing. So Tracy, how do you cope up with all these things in terms of family, your own um, uh, practice in the real estate, and then you are doing this social media? um, On top of it, yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? I am going to give credit where credit is due, and I am not going to take credit for all of it. I have a very, very good support team in all aspects. I have an amazing assistant and buyer's agents that I work with in my real estate career that that know about Porchlight and are part of Porchlight that can help me. So I have an amazing support system. Same with, uh, within Porchlight, like we have graphic designers, we have copywriters. I am not going to take credit in the fact that like that I do it all. I definitely don't. Cause I've got the, you know, the right people in the right places. And then same in my home life, we have like family is huge to me. And thankfully I do have a big family. So I definitely have a lot of support. So in all three areas, I am super, super lucky to be able to have the support behind me to be able to do what I do. And they see my passion and, you know, they, um, you know, are there for me and I'm just, I'm so lucky. So I definitely, I can't take credit for it all. I mean, there's days where it's crazy And uh, sometimes I have a hard time turning my social media brain off to, I'm like, okay, focus, real estate, we're selling houses, realistic, you know, I have to like, take a minute and, you know, come off of the social media world to go out and sell the houses. And there's, you know what, there's late nights, like I'm, you know, pounding away on my computer to get stuff done. Uh, because I still want to be able to spend that time with my daughter. You know, I have when she's home from school, like I'm with her after dinner, I'm with her. But there's times when, you know, she's in bed and I'm working so I can be able to create that time with her and create those memories and stuff. So, um, yeah, some days I don't know how I do it, but I'm lucky that I have a great support team around me. Um, so, Tracy. Let's come to your real estate part of it. Now, you are on the other side. Um, so tell us about the market in Vancouver. So just like, and the th- great thing about Porchlight is because we have so many members all over North America, like I really get a bird's eye view of what's not only going on the West Coast, but what's going on on the East Coast, what's going on down in the States. And I think we're experiencing a lot of the same things. It's definitely cooled. The market is definitely cooled down. It's becoming more of a balanced market, which is personally, I think, amazing because I've been through this before and it gives people the time to breathe. It gives people the time to make informed decisions. It gives, it brings buyers back the ability to negotiate you know before for however many years it was like multiple offer after multiple offers so definitely seeing um you know a bit of a transition in the real estate market you know interest rates have gone up a little bit 
But I think what's happened is, um, yes, the market is cooled, but it's not dead. The market, the real estate market is not dead. Real estate still happens, uh, whether it's a good market or a bad market. And I think it's a fantastic time for both sellers and buyers because it gives everybody the opportunity to just kind of breathe and you know have choices on houses like to be able instead of like one house pops up that's it they have a bit more of a selection which i think is fantastic and you know prices we've seen come down a little bit but not what i think people are expecting so i don't know i don't know if they're going to go down much more or if this is it if it's going to stabilize I mean there's definitely I think a little bit of uncertainty as far as what the interest rates are going to do are they going to go up are they going to stay the same are they going to come back down uh but even if they stay the same they're still low they are still low the interest rates are low like you got to go back to like in the 80s when my parents were right in the thick of it when it was in the double digits and you know, and again, real estate happens, real estate moves on. And so even though it's definitely cooled, it's, um, I think more favorable for, for us as real estate agents, as well as buyers. And if you have a good agent working with you, when you're going to sell your house, you're going to sell your house. So hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, so now that you've mentioned that the prices have not gone down and I uh, want to ask you from your experience per, um, of all these years in terms of the affordability for the newcomers or the first time buyers, yeah. uh, it is still something that is, you know, elephant in the room. What would you say about that? You know, the best way that I can describe it, unfortunately, it is tough for first time home buyers and one of the reasons that it's tough is you have two, two groups of marketplace. You have the empty nesters and you have the first time home buyers competing after the same product. So what we were seeing when the market was crazy is the people that are empty nesters, they have the money behind them. They have the cash to be able to do it. Whereas your first time home buyers, they still need to get uh, their final approvals. And it is a lot, it's, it's so much more difficult for them to compete with those, you know, the people that have the money behind them. So I definitely saw a lot of that out there, like when the market was a little crazier. So hopefully this will give first time home buyers um, a little bit more of a chance at the marketplace. As far as pricing goes, absolutely. I, I, I know it's difficult uh, for first-time home buyers to find affordable housing, it definitely um, takes two incomes to like to be able to afford a home. But um, they're still out there. First-time home buyers are still breaking into the marketplace. They may have to do things a little differently. They may have to lower their expectations. You can't, you can't just uh, start out in a massive like six-bedroom, four-bathroom home. You might have to start out in an apartment or a condo and it's all stepping stones. And then you, you know, you make your way up. So maybe expectations need to be adjusted a little bit. You know, I'm not sure, 
but I know it's uh, it can be difficult for them to get into the marketplace. But hopefully now the market is cooling a little bit, they'll have uh, a better chance to uh, get in. It's funny. I mean, this morning I was talking to another experienced realtor who also talked the same thing. I mean, she mentioned about same thing that she said. Um, it's not the time for a realtors to be competitive. Instead, be collaborators. Yes, that was yeah. one takeaway that I got from her. And you also mentioned yeah. the same thing in the beginning. The second thing I think it's this again same that you are. Um, you, uh, as a first-time buyer or as a, like any buyer for that perspective, that matter. Um, since the prices have gone up, you have to revisit your expectations mm -hmm. and then see those people who have not entered yet in the market. For them, it is start small, yeah. get into real estate, and then build your portfolio slowly upwards. Absolutely. So, I just wanted to tell you how much... I am loving talking with you in this interview because I'm able to combine all of my passions. You know, usually when I'm talking, you know, I'm talking to people about my real estate career or I'm talking to people about porch light and social media marketing, but to be able to combine the two of them, I love it. I love to be able to um, combine the two and they mesh so well together. So yeah, I could probably talk to you for hours about all this kind of stuff and I know you don't have the time and neither do the people that are listening or watching have the time either. So <laughs> no, that's, I, I think it's not just the uh, matter of time. It's uh, it's the appreciation of things that you're doing. And um, I'm, I really uh, am thankful that I, that whatever day it was that I stumbled upon this website and then I took uh, the membership because, you know, it's, you're not just, giving them on the platter you're also having the weekly um office times where if there are any challenges or any kind of problems that we are facing or we need more ideas then you are discussing those you are giving your time uh consistently it's us who are not attending it you know but it's there right to take yeah. it so that that talks oh and about. there's so much value that comes from those times like because like i said we have agents from all over north america so it's it's a very unique thing that you can be in a room full of agents from all over north america and swap ideas or ask for help and somebody can say oh yeah i've already did that here here's a copy of it or here's what i did you can have it mm -hmm. so to like you were talking about being um like collaborating with other agents and stuff like that like a thousand percent i don't understand why people don't do that more often because like i said like there is more than enough business out there for everybody so why not support people and collaborate with them to make each other stronger. And I think that's one thing that um, we do do. And I definitely treat uh, Porchlight like a family. I am emotionally invested in, you know, a lot of the members that are there because I want to see them succeed. And I love watching them. And I was telling you earlier, I think off camera, like I love watching the videos that you guys are doing and to see you guys evolve over time as well too has been amazing. So it's definitely 
like I said before, it's definitely a labor of love in more way than more ways than one. And I just want to, I, you know, I had a mentor back in the day that supported me from day one. And I never forgot that. And we were in the same office. She, in fact, she owned the office and there was never, and she was a like active realtor, a participating realtor. And there was never any competition between the two of us. And she always helped me out. I could go to her. So I wanted to make sure that Porchlight was that place that people can come to, you know, ask the help. I There's no question that is off the table or silly or whatever. Like I, I want people to be comfortable enough to ask those questions and get the help that they need because a lot of time building your business can be very isolating, especially with COVID. You know, a lot of people left real estate offices and they've built their offices at home. And, you know, you could be going, well, how do I do this? There's nobody to ask, you know? So to be able to have that safe space for people to come to was important for me. Like I wanted to make sure um, that there was that space and the little nuggets that people get out of those office hours is amazing. Even me, I'm just like, Oh, that's a great idea. You know? So I love that part of uh, porch light. So Tracy, um, one thing that's coming to my mind while I'm talking to you about the social media, in fact, two questions, I would say, um, it has like, I think COVID is one of the reasons why social media, um, evolved so much and expanded so much um, and is ahead of paper or printed uh, marketing style of it now. Um, so where first question comes uh, is, where do you see it going from here? Mm-hmm. My second question is in terms of so many things now there like you know trust is the issue that comes as the first and foremost things and we hear everybody getting hacked or scammed because you don't know the other party out there and then you are uh, talking to them and they have the information and it's happened so much so that your identities are being duplicated uh, and of course like you know misused so Tell us something about that, your perspective. Sure. So to answer the first question, where is social media marketing going? Definitely a thousand percent video. (laughs) Video, video, video. And the reason for that is people's attention spans are becoming shorter and shorter because there's a lot of stuff on social media. There's a lot of noise out there. So you have to be able to grab people's attention. You have to be able to stand out from other people. And that's why platforms like TikTok and Reels have taken off because they are short form videos that will grab people's attention. They're like three second videos, uh, seven second, 15 seconds, 90 seconds videos. And you think like, what can I learn in like 30 seconds or 15 seconds? It's amazing what you can, you know, uh, teach people, so to speak, um, during that time. And uh, so definitely video to to answer your question, um, you know, doing that short form video. 
to answer your second question about, so I'm going to answer this uh, two ways because I see this being problematic both ways. So as a consumer, how do you get to know a real estate agent? How do you trust that real estate agent? How do you know you've got the right real estate agent? Well, when we are marketing marketing ourselves on social media, in order to gain that no like and trust factor that the consumers are searching for, you need to show that human side of you, the side, the behind the scenes side, you know, showing bits and pieces of your day-to-day life, uh, your family life, things you do on the weekend. So seeding those in your social media, it cannot be about, I, I see this mistake so many times with real estate agents. All they do is post about, you know, listing after listing after solds. Like, you know, it's all about their business. And there is a time and a place for that. There definitely is, especially in the market where we're short on listings. So if you have a new listing, by all means, put it out there because people are looking for new listings. But to do that day in and day out, you are not going to get that no like and trust factor from the buyers and sellers that you're looking for. So seeding in a little bit of your personality into your social media game is key. So, you know, that could be just you at downtown at the farmer's market or on a beach day with your family, giving a little bit of the behind the scenes is going to resonate with people. You know, they may go, hey, I I have a dog too. We're dog people. I'm going to call her up. There's a connection that's made. Then the other part of that question is, you know, as real estate agents, like putting ourselves out there, marketing ourselves on social media, how do we protect ourselves from somebody stealing our identity or coming into our accounts? I just actually saw uh, an account. Um, they went live on Instagram and they had somebody that they thought they knew. And they're like, oh, yeah, there's Mary. Let's bring her on to the live. And she could be part of this conversation. So this person had gotten hold of Mary's account, came on the live, and they were, uh, it was a naked male <laughs> that came on their, their, their Instagram live. And they were like, oh, I get it. Like, oh my God. And they, thankfully, they knew how to like kick them off right away. But how do you, how do you prevent that kind of stuff? Well, there's a couple of things. There's, without getting too deep into it, there. Uh, to have a two-factor authentication when it comes to your account. So what do I mean by that? So allowing Facebook and Instagram and Google and all the different platforms that we use um, authenticate you twice. Not only do you have a username and a password, but they can send you a text message. So a lot of times I know like when you're setting up these accounts, people are like, well, I don't want to give out my phone number. Like that's, that's too much information. But it's actually not because what you're doing is it allows Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, whatever platform you are to notify you to say, hey, is this really you? We've got notification that somebody in Michigan has logged into your platform. Is this you? You know, you comply with it, yes or no or or whatever. So setting up that two-factor authentication is uh, definitely helpful. So if a person 
um, hasn't done it already, if you just go into the settings, into your platforms, you can figure out where to do it. Um, so that's probably, and then of course, if you do have a fake account, like somebody is impersonating you, one of the people that are following you are going to notify you right away. And there is, um, you know, you can report that to Facebook and Instagram and get them to, they usually take it down quite quickly. So just getting yourself familiar with the support tools that you have with uh, Facebook or Instagram or, you know, uh, YouTube, whatever platforms that you are on. So if this does happen to you, you've got um, the tools to, you know, help you and get it taken down as soon as possible. Now, having said all of this, it doesn't happen that often. I know we hear about it. Um, but it's not like it's a common occurrence. So I don't want people to get nervous or scared about that. Um, cause it doesn't happen. Like it happens just like car accidents happen, but you're not going to stop driving on the road because, you know, you heard of somebody that was in a car accident last week. So it it's out there, but it's not something that should be of a big concern. Hopefully that makes sense. It definitely does. Well, thank you so much uh, for these thoughtful nuggets, uh, Tracy. Um, would you be able to share your uh, social media handles um, with our audience today? Yeah, they can definitely find us at first and foremost on the web at porchlight.com. So we have a very unique spelling. It's P-O-R-C-H-L-Y-T-E. So porchlight.com. And then of course on Instagram at porchlight, we're on Pinterest at porchlight, we're on LinkedIn at porchlight and Facebook at porchlight as well too. So if you basically take the spelling of our names and put it in all the platforms, you will definitely find us. Well, thank you so much, Tracy. Um, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. And thank you so much for all that you are doing. And if any of the audience want to connect with Tracy, you can either directly connect with her, porchlight, P-O-R-C-H-L-Y-T-E.com, or you can send me a message and I'll be more than happy to introduce you. Oh, thank you so much. This was a total blast. I had so much fun talking with you. <laughs> Same here, Tracy. So folks, that was Tracy from Porchlight. Um, I will be putting her social media handles for you to connect with her. And if at all you want to um, me to help you out in connecting with uh, Tracy, definitely send a message. And don't forget to hit the like button, subscribe to my channel, and drop me a comment. Until then.